gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I said, hold up, wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome into the Ticket Water Cooler. It is I, Rico, joined by my co-host, Nick Sainert. What's up, Rico? I am great, Nick. How are you? I'm doing well. On this rainy Tuesday. Gloomy, rainy Tuesday. Yeah, I know. As Bill Bush says, the drought's over. It's a good thing the drought's over. The, it's, the, it the feels rain, like it's rained every day. Yeah, it's it's rained an insane amount. Everything looks Everything outside looks great, though. Very green. Except for, you know, after the rain stops and the sun comes out, very humid. Yeah, also, another it's thing, been just really sticky the last couple of days. A lot of bugs. Have you seen the size of the mosquitoes outside? Uh-uh. They're huge. Really? They're uh, huge. You know, it's funny yeah. that you said that. I got two bug bites just last night. About uh, three inches from each other. Huge. On my, on my leg. On my shin. They are crazy. And yeah. I hate them. But it's, we've been going to the park like every night, so. Oh, well, that's so, probably a big reason why. Yeah, trying to get the kids get their energy out, which apparently isn't working because we get home and they still don't want to sleep. But this is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by the Guardians of Freedom Air Show. Uh, oh goodness gracious! I had it. I had it memorized. It's August twenty sixth and twenty seventh. Okay. Guardians, Guardians of, Freeman of Freedom Air Show. Air Show. August twenty sixth and twenty seventh. Guardiansoffreedom.com, I believe. We can look this up. I know. This is, I got it. It's, a, it's a really bad look Embarrassing. It's a really bad look. Embarrassing. I'm the worst. Especially over the lunch hour. I know. Okay, here we go. The Guardians of Freedom Air Show. Coming to Lincoln's Air Park August 26th and 27th. LincolnAirShow.com. 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 Sarder Heyman Jewelers. Text line. I'm all over the place right it's, now. My, it's a little rocky at the start. It's been, it's been the last gracious. couple days. It's been a little rocky at the start of, of the water cooler. I'm trying to get these things together, and I'm not getting this thing together. Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman Text Line, 402-464-5685, Sarder Heyman Jewelers Live Video Stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Go on, listen, and watch live as we have these shows going from 93.7 The Ticket. Huh. I'm okay. Are you okay? I'm okay. Um, Drew Carr says someone spiked the water cooler. No, no, no. I'm okay. I'm no, good. We're good. Rico, am, Rico's just got to. I'm struggling this morning. Yeah. Well, it, this happened yesterday as well, where y- it took you a moment to mm-hmm. to get going, get in the groove. I'll be fine. Um, ben says not as embarrassing as Rico's hate of troughs. You don't like troughs? No, I hate troughs. I'm pro trough in a heartbeat. Big no, big negative. On There's no troughs. waiting. You don't have to wait. Yeah, I mean, you why? still have to wait. No, why? Because you can always make room. I'm not. No. You I'm can always squ- make room I'm at the trough. I'm not squeezing in between two guys. Nah. To, y- no. You never have to wait for a trough. Give me a urinal. Give me a urinal with the little barrier between. We're good to go. See, I'll tell you trough. this. I, I never use outhouses. You've never used an outhouse? I, I, I've used it once, and then I was like, I'm never going in there again. Never. I will never, ever use an outhouse. Porta potty same thing. Why? Never. They're very hot in the summer and they smell really bad. That's exactly but why. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta That's do. That's exactly why. I'll, I'll happily go in a trough. Never. In- what if it's not that? 
What if it's the next level? What's the next what level? What if it's not one, but it's two? Not a, Oh, yeah. well, I'm not going to do that in a trough. Exactly. Um, I, I, I would, I would hold it could. rather than go into a porta potty. I just don't care. I, don't, I just don't like the idea of it just sitting there. It's pretty gross. It, whether whether it's yeah, I just I just hate that idea. And we're doing this over the lunch hour. I'm so sorry, right. folks. Speaking of porta potties, oh how about it. that porta porta John etiquette requires that you close the lid when you're done. Oh, keeps the smell level down substantially. Now they've gotten it to where, um, they've definitely gotten it to where there's like air fresheners and you have like a sink and mm-hmm. there's reusable towels in there, like all the, kinds of stuff. Yeah. They're fancy. I now. still won't use it. Still not a fan. Speaking of outhouses, though, Brent Venables in Oklahoma. Well, just Brent Venables, the head coach at Oklahoma for the football program. Yeah. Taking not-so-veiled shots at Deion Sanders and the Colorado program, saying that he, unlike Deion, didn't hand out pink slips when he first took the gig at Oklahoma. There is a fake quote from Deion Sanders. Again, not from Deion Sanders. Fake quote going around about crashing the Ferrari and smoking and, mm-hmm. you know, first you address me as coach. All of that stuff. The thing is, it does seem pretty realistic. Like, somebody didn't go out of their way to make him sound crazy. This sounds like something he would say because it's not ter- it's not rude. It's kind of factual. I mean, Brent Venables was handed the keys to a Ferrari and then went 6-7 and seven and got destroyed. 6-7, and seven, right? They had a losing record. I don't remember the exact record. Got blown out by Texas in the rivalry game. And after one year, one of the hottest names in the coaching market year after year is on the hot seat. Yeah, I, so I don't know. Like the Brent Venables in Oklahoma thing. I remember having this conversation with Chris Plank of Sooners Radio Network on our show, Rico. Um, when Brent Venables got there, he was very – all right, this is how it used to be. This is how we're going to do it. Bob Stoops, walk with me every step of the way. We're gonna walk. We're gonna fix this thing together. And as we know about Bob Stoops, right? That's exactly. I mean, that's what he wanted Lincoln Riley to do, and and Lincoln Riley chose a different path. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that was having a ton of former players involved. And um, I remember hearing that they have this thing every single month. And this is a little bit off topic of the of the trash talk from Brent Venables to Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. But every month Oklahoma has a few players that are the liaisons or are in this special role and they just alternate. They just go back and forth every month. They change it to where these are the, these are the few players that are allowed around the program on a day-to-day basis. Obviously they have to show interest in this mm-hmm. and they are the, advice counsel for current players if they want to. The current players can go talk to them and talk talk about how it used to be and how they used to operate, right, and things like that. Um, and so that is what Brent Venables looked at as a priority was saving the tradition of Oklahoma's program in college football. Well, as we know with the transfer portal, how it is and how quick it is, as we've seen Deion Sanders in, at Colorado – have this entire roster overhaul in the span of just a f- less than a year it is, that's not necessarily what tradition is. Mm-hmm. And so it's just two different two different ways that, that you, can, I guess, can coach a football team. If you team. look at it, it's, it's – I don't enjoy seeing all these guys have to leave the program that they committed to yeah. um, before and, and, and what have you, but you were 1-11 last year. Like, the yeah. team that you have currently – 
won one singular game last season, and whatever offense or defense you want to run might not gel with all of these players. Now, having these guys tra- – and again, it was their prerogative, so they could have transferred whenever, but having these guys transfer before getting any practices in, that – I guess I have a little bit of an issue with, but again, I'm not a coach. I don't know, you know, if, if Dion or if the coaches can just kind of get into a room and see, look at these players and just be like, yeah, you're not going to work with what we want to do. So understanding that where this team was very bad last season and you're going to rebuild from the ground up, you're going to build and rebuild a new tradition. Things are going to be done your way. Starting fresh with a new roster makes sense. Could it have been it done, you know, Two years, get get rid of some players, keep some players, get rid of some more players, keep some players. Yeah, sure. But, you know, he this is his prerogative, and he wanted to get it done in one offseason. Now, we could see it, you know, come back and bite him in the butt this season where they don't have a good season, and maybe they have to do the same thing or, or to a lesser volume this next offseason. But with Deion Sanders, and this is my thoughts on Deion Sanders, he goes all in. He's not going to settle for, you know, six and six. So to me, Dion's either going to get this team back into the top 25, Colorado, or they're not going to be very good at all. I think it's two extremes for Deion Sanders. I don't think he'd settle for middle of the road. I would like to know, and there, I, I, obviously since we don't have access to it, we wouldn't know. I would love to see the number of transfer portals, transfer portal players, that are still in there. And what I mean by that is that haven't found a home. Guys that haven't found a home. From, right? From from Colorado. It'd be interesting. I, I'm I'm trying to go through it as I as I'm talking here, and I think I found it. But when you look at um although this is a business, right? And it's it's a wins and a results driven business, and I get that. It from from a moral standpoint, and people are going to laugh at me and go, oh, come on, Nick, there's no morals in college football. It doesn't matter, right? There's no sanctity of the – like things like that when you're talking about rosters and whether or not guys have a spot. Mm-hmm. It sucks a little bit because you know darn well that there's going to be a good chunk of those guys that don't find new homes. It looks like 12. So a decent chunk of those guys that don't find new homes. And – that's kind of where we're heading with college football as a whole. Um, and, and now, granted, like Brent Venables isn't clean in this. Brent Venables, I'm sure, has has pushed guys out the door or told people to transfer. It just hasn't been in the numbers that we saw Dion uh, orchestrate with. But I, I don't know. You sit here and, and you go back to everything that he said about, hey, my son's going to be the starting quarterback. I mean, to an extent – 31 that's what, have found homes. That's what every coach does. Just Dion said it. Out loud. He just he just made it known. He didn't worry about having that conversation behind closed doors. It was out loud, this guy's going to be your quarterback. And frankly, that's just what every single program does when they get a new head coach. A part of me thinks that the you know everybody complains about the cameras with Dion, but I said it earlier when I was filling in for you that first segment. Um the cameras make it so that they have nothing to hide. That's a thing that that's a positive with the cameras is they're not they're not going to hide anything because they can't hide anything with the cameras. Yeah. Again, sure you can cut some things out and make sure that nobody sees some things, but overall for the most part with everything in there, if something bad was happening, you've got cameras, it's probably going to leak at some point. 
But if it hasn't, then you have to think that everything that Dion's doing is on the up and up. It's just more flashy and out there than everybody else. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I mean, there's something to that. I I remember hearing things about recruiting visits where recruits love, obviously, having access, and recruits' parents love having access to basically anything. And I I remember hearing recruit stories of where guys would go to one school and it would be closed access and it was like, nah, you're just a, a just a normal guest. And then there'd be other places where it was come in anytime you want, watch, check out player and coach meetings, check out film study, check the, everything out. And obviously, guys are going to be drawn to those schools, right? Because think about it this way. And Ryan Day said something along the lines of this a couple years ago where we've talked extensively every single year, it feels like, prior to Husker football starting, where it's like, gosh, why are they so nervous about what everybody else is doing? Mm -hmm. And why are they so secretive with everything they're doing? And at times it was like, maybe because things that, that were going on or weren't going on shouldn't have been known publicly. And that's fine. Like, that's okay to have... Um, you know, have secrets and not everything needs to be told to the world. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But then you have places like Ohio State or or other top name programs where everything's out in the open. You know, they're not hiding plays in spring. They're not hiding plays in fall. They're not worried about talking to the media as much because guess what? Everything that they do is for a purpose and they have the supreme and ultimate confidence in because it's worked. It has a track record. Sometimes they use the media to get messages out. And so they use former players in the media to so, get messages yeah, so, out. And so with that, um, you, you can learn a lot about how well a coach is doing, how confident a coaching staff is, and how good of a, of a football program, you know, whoever is about to have. This isn't just a Nebraska conversation or a Colorado conversation. Anybody by just paying attention to how open they are and how transparent they are, not only with the media, not only with the fan base, but also just through players and other things like that. And so, because guess what? When things are going well and when you're confident in your abilities because you really know that they're going to work, you'll tell anybody and everybody that wants to hear mm-hmm. because you are, are proud of it and there's pride in that. But when you aren't confident – and you tend to shy away, and you say, ah, maybe I shouldn't back. say this because they're going to call me out on my on my bull crap. And if they call me out, I might not have an answer. So that's Brent Venables talking trash with Colorado. It's easy to talk trash when you're, you know, one of the best schools and you're talking against one of the worst schools. But like I said before, the worst possible outcome for this, even though Coach Prime hasn't said anything, is if Colorado finishes with a better record than Oklahoma. That yeah. is the worst possible outcome well, for Oklahoma, Brent Venable. Oklahoma, I believe, was 6-7 and seven last year. Yeah. They, they, like, they, they need to win here going into the SEC. But that's going to do it for the first segment of the Water Cooler. Up next, running backs in the NFL not getting paid.